everyone. I'm Jensine Bard, and welcome to Testimony, where truth is told, lives are changed, and hope is given. Revelation 12:11 tells us that we overcome by the blood of the Lamb and the word of our testimony, a testimony of your story for His glory. Last week you heard the compelling and faith-building story of one man's journey to find his Messiah, Jesus. This internationally acclaimed expert on biblical end-time prophecy, New York Times best-selling author, including The Islamic Antichrist, Mideast Beast, and now his latest, When a Jew Rules the World, as well as director of the explosive documentary, End Times Eyewitness, is proof that God is moving amongst His people for such a time as this, and the critical need to recognize, support, and defend Israel, our Jewish brothers and sisters, at all costs, and why, quote, replacement theology may be its biggest opponent to doing just that. Ladies and gentlemen, would you welcome back to Testimony, a wonderful honor indeed, best-selling author, director, human rights activist, and recognized expert on biblical end-time prophecy, Joel Richardson. And Joel, welcome back to Testimony. Jensen, it's so good to be back. Thanks for having me on with you. Well, it's great to have you. I was really surprised to hear about your personal testimony in our first segment. I think most people will be a little surprised to hear, but all the more glory to God from where you were to now where he's brought you this day in your brilliantly produced documentary, End Times Witness, which I watched from beginning to end, Israel, Islam, and the unfolding signs of Messiah's return. You talk about eight signs that biblically point to the return of Jesus, Yeshua, Messiah. For our short time here today, can you give our listeners a brief overview? And then let's segue into your latest great read, When a Jew Rules the World. Joe, please tell us more. Sure. Well, in terms of the unfolding signs, uh, again, the, the, the purpose of the documentary was to really go into the heart of the Middle East to see the events that are unfolding since the Arab Spring with the new Middle East and how they're conforming to biblical prophecy. And of course, as always, I begin with the idea that the Bible is thoroughly Israel-centric, which is to say the whole story, particularly uh, the conclusion in the end times revolves around the people in the land of Israel. And so with that in mind, uh, a lot of the signs revolve around the state and the people of Israel. And of course, the most significant, which has been reviewed many times, but it is no less profound, is the reestablishment of the state of Israel. And of course, it's you know now been there since 1948. But one of the points that I make in the film, which is something that really has been neglected, um, by uh, the Christians and Messianic leaders alike, uh, is the fact that, and we pull out a handful uh, of leaders that going back into the 1800s, the 1700s, the 1600s, and all the way back to the 10th century, over a thousand years before Israel was reestablished in the land, you have 
Christian expositors who are simply looking at the Bible and interpreting it through a face value lens, just taking it for what it says, and predicting that Israel would be reestablished as a people. Now, this has never happened before in history, that a nation was completely wiped out and then came back, and yet the Scriptures clearly said that this would happen. Now, as we, you know, we always get various critics of biblical prophecy, and they say, you Christians are always making false predictions, but what we did in the film is we pulled out probably a dozen uh, different leaders that were predicting these things confidently. And so again, the fulfillment of biblical prophecy is a profound apologetic, a pr profound proof of the validity of the Gospel and of the Bible. And so it was my pleasure to be able to pull out, mine out these names and some of the quotes, and, um, and to show people that indeed the Bible is trustworthy. And just for those who may have not viewed your DVD, and in the interest of time, I just want to run down briefly those eight signs. One, the rebirth of Israel. Two, trends toward rebuilding the Jewish temple. Three, the rise of false prophets, Daniel 11 in the Arab Spring, Isaiah 19 and Egypt, the rise of Turkey, the rise of ISIS in Iraq and Syria, and finally, the rise of global anti-Semitism, which I think is a good segue into your latest book, When a Jew Rules the World. Joel, I was shocked to read, as you point out in your book, the scathing words on page one of a well-known Protestant reformer, Martin Luther, just three years before his death in 1546, you say, and I quote in part, quote, What then shall Christians do with this damned, rejected race of Jews? And it goes on. The rest is too horrific to read on air, but can be found on page one in your book. Question, is this the root of replacement theology? And if not, what is, in your view, can you elaborate? Well, the root of replacement theology is something very simple, and it's called Gentile arrogance. And with the New Covenant, uh, the Lord flung wide the doors of fellowship with him to the Gentiles. And in the, in the, throughout history, throughout the Old Testament times, it was always my people, Israel, Israel, Israel. Well, as we know uh, in the book of Acts with Cornelius, uh, the Lord opened up the, the inclusion into the people of God to the Gentiles, which is a wonderful thing, but how quickly the Gentiles fell into arrogance. And so going all the way back, way before Martin Luther, within the first few centuries, you had Gentiles who began to look down and to judge the Jewish people because the overwhelming majority had rejected Messiah. And this is exactly what Paul the Apostle warned against. He said, don't look down on the natural branches, even if they've been broken off because of unbelief. And then he warned Gentile believers he said, if you do that, you yourself could also be broken off. And so this, this is where the warning begins, and then I trace multiple Christian leaders down through history who claimed that we, uh, as Gentile believers or Jewish believers or Christians, had replaced Israel, and that Israel no longer had a corporate calling and election on their lives, but God was done with them. And so then throughout the book I talk about what's called, what I call, the dangerous or even the deadly logic of replacement 
theology, and that is to say, once we say that God is done with Israel, then Christians then begin to actually think that it is their job to fulfill the will of God and to punish and torment the Jewish people. And in fact, the Church has done that throughout history. Well, so for the layperson who may never have heard the term replacement theology, Joel, what does it mean in simplicity? Yeah, well, in simplicity, the Lord, going all the way back in the Abrahamic covenant, he made a promise to the people, the the, the family of Israel, and he said, I'm going to give you the land of Israel, and I'm going to bless you. And so after Jesus came along, Christians started claiming that the church was the new people of God, and that Israel, the family of Israel, the people of Israel, were no longer God's people, that he had rejected them, he had cast them aside forever, and that we as the church were the new people of God. And so that's called replacement theology. Now, it's ironic that several hundred years later, Muhammad, the founder of Islam, came along, and he saw that Christians claimed they replaced the Jews, and then Muhammad said, well, we Muslims replace you Christians and you Jews. And so when we we look out at the Middle East today, we can see the result of militant replacement theology carried out by Muslims against Christians and Jews. Well, this is really the same thing that Christians did to the Jewish people throughout much of Church history. Wow, and with the rise of ISIS and their ideology of death, how does that comport with what you've just said? And in your interview with Muslim leaders... How do they communicate their view of their Messiah? Sure. Well, you know, I mean, Islam, in the same way that the Church claims to be the final people of God, Muslims have that same superiority attitude as well. And so Muslims today are awaiting and looking for the return of Jesus, but they believe that he comes back as a Muslim. And they also are awaiting their Messiah figure known as the Mahdi, And Muslims believe that together these two will cause Islam to be supreme throughout the world, that it will cause Christianity and Judaism to essentially uh, be absorbed into Islam, that they will all either, they'll either be killed or they will convert to Islam. Islam will be the, the world global religion. And so their eschatology, in other words, their perspective on the end times is guided by their replacement theology, which teaches them wherein they they believe that they are superior to everyone else throughout the world. Joel, in your latest book, When a Jew Rules the World, what, in your view, is the most significant point you are trying to get across to the reader? And what, as a Christians, should we be doing to prepare for these end times? Yeah, well, what I sought to show is that replacement theology has been the dominant view of the Church throughout Church history. And the fruit of that theology has been nearly 2,000 years of failure on the part of Christians to love the Jewish people as God would have us love them. But even worse than that, despite uh, and beyond our historical failures, the prophecies, the prophets warn that in the days ahead, something far worse than anything that has taken place throughout history, including the Holocaust, yet lies in front of us. 
And, you know, we can look back as Christians today and we can judge the German church for their failure during the Holocaust. But the fact remains that something far worse is coming with regard to the Jewish people. And if we don't want to come under the same judgment that we look at the German church with, then we need to get our theology and our hearts right. Because this issue, in so many ways, the time of what's called Jacob's Trouble, the Great Tribulation, it will judge the hearts of mankind. And so this is not an issue that we can fail to neglect. Uh, we, we, we must understand God's warnings and get on the right side of the equation. Ladies and gentlemen, you have been listening to best-selling author and internationally acclaimed expert on biblical prophecy, Islam, and the Middle East, Joel Richardson. You can learn more about Joel and get his latest groundbreaking read, When a Jew Rules the World, and the powerful End Times Eyewitness DVD by going to joelstrumpet.com or wherever books are sold. Joel, your tremendous calling and gifting as a researcher and expositor of God's Word makes it clear the critical need to not only support Israel, but defend her at all costs. And in doing so, we are really helping pave the way for Yeshua, Jesus, our Messiah, and soon coming King. Thank you, Joel, and God bless you. Chancine, God bless you. Thanks so much for having me on. Testimony is a global broadcast made possible by the generous contributions of our valued partners at Jensen Bard Ministries and you, our listening audience. Together, we are reaching souls for Christ, one testimony at a time. If you would like information on how you can support this broadcast with your tax-deductible gift, please visit us at jensinebard.com. That's one word, J-E-N-S-I-N-E-B-A-R-D.com. And join the conversation at our Facebook page, Testimony with Jensine Bard. Thank you for listening. And please join us again for Testimony.